Hello, and welcome to the Revelation Podcast. My name is John, and I would like to thank you for taking time to click play wherever you clicked it at. And we are continuing onward in our series of Jesus in Exodus. And we are going to chapter 12, verses 29 through 30. And you don't have to turn there yet because we will get down there later. And this part, I would like to call it a cry that the world has not heard. A cry that the world has not heard. And to start with that, turn to Revelation chapter 9. Verses 1 through 6, and I will be reading from the ESV. And you could pause whenever, you know, if you want to take time to turn to the Word or flip to your device, then just go ahead and push pause. And when you are there, just go ahead and unpause it. All right, here we go. And the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to earth, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. He opened the shaft of the bottomless pit, and from the shaft rose smoke like the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened with the smoke from the shaft. Then from the smoke came locusts on the earth. And they were given power like the power of scorpions of the earth. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any green plant or any tree. But those people who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads, they will allow to torment them for five months, but not to kill them. And their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it stings someone. And in those days, people will seek death and will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. You know, a while ago, I did a plague about the locusts. And I want to go back and talk about the scorpion sting. The scorpion sting is venom composed of neurotoxins and enzyme inhibitors. Neurotoxins destroys the system, nervous system. We know from science that enzymes in our body keeps our body in order by keeping it regulated within our body. As enzyme inhibitors, it keeps enzymes inactive. So enzyme inhibitors from a scorpion skin will pretty much keep get our system all out of whack. There will be all sorts of disorder within our system. Now, only 25 species of scorpions are deadly to humans, like the Budidae. Their venom causes painful nerve firings. Also, it causes the body to produce more sodium than potassium. This, we know, causes body cramp. The sting of scorpions will be on locusts that God will use to judge the earth. God will use the locusts to torment the earth for five months. And no one will die from the locusts, but they'll be in a lot of pain. 
So you can imagine that kind of thing has not happened yet. And I believe that it will bring a crime to the world that is still yet to come. Now, I want you to turn to Revelation chapter 17, verses 1 through 6. Now, this is about the harlot, the great harlot, which many believe is the Roman Catholic Church. And I agree with that. And when we read about the great harlot, there are things in there that points towards the Roman Catholic Church. Romans chapter 17, verses 1 through 6, also from ESV. Then one of the seven angels, who had the seven bowls, came and said to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great prostitute who is seated on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual morality, and with the wine of whose sexual morality the dwellers on earth have become drunk. And he carried me away in the spirit into a wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was full of blasphemous names, and it had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and jewels and pearls, holding in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and impurities of her sexual morality. And on her forehead was written a name of mystery, Babylon, the great mother of prostitutes and of earth's abominations. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints, the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. When I saw her, I greatly marveled. The great harlot on many waters, the great prostitute who is seated on many waters. Well, we know the headquarters of Roman Catholicism is in the Vatican City, which is in Rome. And their building is St. Peter's Basilica. And Vatican City is near the river of Tiber. Now, the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality. The Catholic Church is in the news of being involved with pedophilia, along with rulers like Prince Andrew, Hollywood, and government officials. There are also acts of homosexuality in Vatican City. You can Google gay clubs near Vatican City, and you will see there are a lot of them. So what we see today with the Roman Catholic Church and where it's located and their ties with rulers, government, and even Hollywood, that it reflects the great harlot in Revelation. And going onward about it, we see, And he carried me away in the spirit into a wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was full of blasphemous names and had seven horns, seven heads and ten horns. A woman that rides the beast. The Pope is still connected and highly influenced with world leaders. Now understand this, that 
you know, church institutions in the Bible give visual as a woman. You know, when Christ talks about the church, he refers to as the bride. And in Revelation, when the Roman Catholic Church is being referred to, it's being referred to as a harlot. And we see the harlot speaks blasphemy towards God. It's well known that Pope Francis denounces God with acceptance of evolution. And then in this woman that rides the beast, we see seven heads and ten horns. This is a reflection of Daniel's prophecies. In Daniel chapter 2, verses 20, Daniel chapter 2, verses 41 through 42, we see that in King Nebuchadnezzar's dream that with his statue, that at the bottom we see the toes on the feet. Ten toes. Ten toes on the feet. And then another vision that Daniel had, Daniel chapter 7, verse 8, he says, I consider the horns, and behold, there came up among them another horn, a little horn, before which three of the first horns were plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes, like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking great things. So we see what Daniel's prophecies with horns and heads, you know, with ten toes, ten kings, and with the horns, you know, you also see those horns, again, ten kings. And then we see with the great red dragon. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads seven diadems. The meanings of the ten toes and ten horns. It will be ten rulers that will control sections of the world. The ten rules will be under the Antichrist, while the Catholic Church will ride the beast. Now, I'm talking about all this because I want us to lead us into the great cry that the world has not seen yet. I started talking about the locusts because the locusts will bring such pain for five months that people will want to die, but they could not die. So you can imagine what kind of cry that will be. And this is not a cry that will stop in God's wrath. If you go into Revelation chapter 18, verses 8 through 13, this is about the fall of Babylon prophesies. For this reason, her plagues will come in a single day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be burned up with fire. For mighty is the Lord God who has judged her, and the kings of the earth, who committed sexual immorality and lived in luxury with her, will weep and wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning. They will stand far off, in fear of her torment, and say, Alas, alas, you great city, you mighty city, Babylon, for in a single hour... For in a single hour your judgment has come, and the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for her, since no one buys their cargo anymore, cargo of gold, silver, jewels, pearls, fine linen, purple cloth, silk, scarlet, cloth, all kinds of scented wood, all kinds of articles of ivory, all kinds of articles of costly wood, 
bronze, iron, and marble. Cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, oil, fine hour, wheat, cattle, and sheep, horses and chariots, and slaves, that is, human souls. So from this we know God will pour plagues on the city. The rulers of the earth will cry. The businessmen, the merchants, will cry. When people see Jesus descended from heaven, they will be angry from his wrath. In Revelation chapter 11, verse 18 says, The nations rage, but your wrath come, and the time for the dead to be judged, and for rewarding your servants, the prophets and saints, and those who fear your name, both small and great, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. They will mourn. Matthew chapter 24, verse 30. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So we can see at the end time that those that rejected Jesus will experience a cry that they have not seen yet. We see that the nations will rage, and we see that they will mourn, and they will not be ready. In Matthew chapter 20, verse Matthew chapter 24, verse 39 says, And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus compares his coming to the flood. You know, the flood came and the people were not ready except for eight of them. And we know them as Noah's family. And when they see Jesus coming, they will also be afraid. In Luke chapter 21, verse 26 through 27 says, People fainting with fear and with forbidding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power and great glory. And when they see Jesus coming in the clouds, they will bow and confess that Jesus is Lord. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 23 prophesies But myself I have sworn, for my mouth has gone out in righteousness, a word that shall not return to me. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear allegiance. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 10 through 11, Paul testifies to this so that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the God the Father. So we see that at the end, there is going to be a great cry in the world. For five months, the world is going to experience a sting that has never been felt. And in a day, the great Babylon will fall. And there will be kings and rulers that will be mourning over it. And when the world sees the return of Christ, they will not be ready. They will be afraid. And they will cry out, and every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I am talking about the end because I want us to see the reflection of the end 
is what happened in Egypt. Now you go to Exodus chapter 12, verses 29 to 30. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where someone was not dead. In Exodus, we see that God gave Pharaoh plenty of chances to repent. He is given the world time to repent. At midnight of the first Passover, he strikes down all of the firstborn of Egypt. When the world's sins have reached into heaven, God will make the world drink his wrath from the cup. In Revelation chapter 18, verses 5 through 6 says, For her sins are heaped high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back as she herself has paid back others, and repay her double for her deeds. Mix a double portion for her in the cup she mixed. Now, back in my day, and I'm ashamed to admit this, um, I did have alcohol. I did have beer, wine, and hard liquor. But thank God by His grace that I never got into an accident. I never got a ticket. And that's all because of God's grace. Now, when I say that by God's grace, I'm not saying that he let me drink, but it's more like he allowed me to drink. And I regret it, even though nothing bad has happened, because I definitely believe that it affected my spiritual growth. And my point of sharing that is I remember that saying when I drank wine, that at the bottom of the wine, it tastes really bitter. There's a really, really bitter taste to it. And those who have experienced drinking knows what I'm talking about. And so that bitter taste is what the world is going to drink. I mean, we are going to see bitterness, anger, and cry that we have not seen yet. And that should really make you think, especially what is happening in 2020. A lot of people are looking at this year as one of the most difficult years in their life. Well, they have not seen anything yet. I mean, with what John saw on how God's wrath was poured on the world for their sins towards him and towards his people. We read on how quickly that Babylon falls. And we see how rulers and merchants are crying over it. And we see people crying over the return of Jesus. Now those that are crying over the return of Jesus are not his, which is why they are crying. 
they're filled with bitterness and so that bitterness is in the cup that God's gonna make the world drink for their sins against him now God struck the great and smalls firstborn of Egypt God will judge the great and small at the great white throne judgment there was a great cry in Egypt now there will be a great cry that the world has not seen yet now those that are listening to this may have not heard this before they have probably not read and studied through the book of Revelation and if this causes to put fear into your heart then you might want to sit down and examine yourself before God when a person listens to Revelation and they have a fear in their heart there are at least two things about that one is they don't understand it yet because they have not read it and they have not studied the word like they should be or they may not be saved you know as a children of God when we look at the end times it actually should be joyful for us because we know that at the end times that the end is near and Christ's kingdom is coming on earth and he is rescuing his children from this fallen world for those that believe in Christ Jesus will pass from death and into life. Now, I hope this encourages you to want to read the word more. And that's why I am doing this podcast. I want people to read the word more for themselves. So that way they can confirm on what I said is true or not. Now we will continue onward tomorrow in Jesus and Exodus. I hope that you've been blessed by this and I look forward to doing more of these.